U.S. agencies responsible for enforcing money laundering laws rarely prosecute big banks that break the law. Records show that five global banks, J.P. Morgan, HSBC, Deutsche Bank, Bank of New York Mellon, and Standard Charter, continue to profit by doing business with dangerous, powerful players around the world and laundering money. In some cases, the banks kept moving illicit funds even after the U.S. officials warned them that they'd face criminal prosecution charges. The International Consortium of Investigative Journalists organized a team of over 400 journalists from 88 countries around the world. The ICIJ analysis found documents identifying over $2 trillion in transactions over an 18-year period that were flagged by financial institutions as possible money laundering or other criminal activity, including $514 billion at J.P. Morgan and $1.3 trillion at Deutsche Bank. J.P. Morgan, the largest bank based in the United States, moved money for people and companies tied to the massive looting of public funds in Malaysia, Venezuela, and Ukraine. The bank moved more than $1 billion for the fugitive financier behind Malaysia's 1MDB scandal and more than $2 million for an energy company that has been accused of cheating Venezuela's government and causing electrical blackouts that crippled the country's economy. $2 trillion in suspicious transactions identified within this set of documents is just a tiny fraction of less than 0.02% of more than 12 million suspicious activity reports that financial institutions filed with FinCEN between 2011 and 2017. FinCEN is an intelligence unit to fight money laundering. Their reports include over 2,100 suspicious activity reports filed by banks and other financial firms to the U.S. Department of Treasury Financial Crimes Enforcement Network. In Ukraine, late 2013, protests broke out at the capital, Kiev. President Viktor Yanukovych stole billions of dollars and smuggled it out of the country, channeled through far-off accounts at some of the world's biggest banks. Demonstrators protested the leader's tilt towards Russia and the high level of corruption that was wrecking the country's economy, healthcare, and school systems. Ukrainians were dying patients advocates said because money intended for life-saving medicines and equipment was being stolen by insiders. Average people around the world were suffering because corrupt politicians enriched themselves with the help of name brand banks, pharmaceutical companies, and corporations with global footprints. By early 2014, citizens filled the streets to protest Yanukovych and other government leaders. Yanukovych allegedly spearheaded Novarex, a company which had moved more than $188 million in transactions via J.P. Morgan. Yet, as Novarex moved millions of dollars through the global banking system, financial statements indicated it was basically spending less than $2,500 a year. Fraud. This is downright fraud. By granting foreign banks access to U.S. dollars, J.P. Morgan was opening the system's doors to their customers, including anonymous shell companies like Novarex, allegedly owned by Yanukovych. In early 2014, he fled the country, and so did his closest advisor, Chief of Staff Andrei Kluyev, who had emerged as a despised face of the crackdown on money laundering. By the end of 2014, J.P. Morgan claimed to have terminated correspondent accounts of 500 foreign banks. J.P. Morgan didn't mention that U.S. regulators had issued a scathing appraisal of their money laundering safeguards and ordered the bank to review its correspondent banking practices. By then, Ukraine's treasury had been looted, 
and JP Morgan had pocketed the fees. JP Morgan's Treasury Service Group, the parents of its correspondent backing business, reported $4.13 billion in revenue in 2013. JP Morgan CEO received $20 million in bonuses. The Novarex story may have ended there, but in November 2016, Donald Trump was elected as America's 45th president. Soon after, Robert Mueller was appointed as the United States Justice Department Special Counsel to investigate Russia's elections interference and other issues relating to Trump and his associates. One of those associates was Paul Manafort, chairman of Trump's presidential campaign at one point. JP Morgan processed more than $50 million in payments over an entire decade for Paul Manafort. The bank shuttled at least $6.9 million in Manafort transactions over a 14-month period. After his resignation, Manafort also served as consultant and lobbyist for Ukraine's former president, Yunikovych. JP Morgan's staff in Columbus, Ohio became concerned about press reports from Ukraine of secret payments to Manafort-controlled shell companies disguised as payments for computer equipment. The scrutiny on Manafort's foreign dealings intensified and JP Morgan filed more suspicious activity reports. It was years after the fact and millions of dollars in payments had been made to the consultants, his associates and their businesses. At Manafort's 2018 trial, the name Novarex surfaced as one of a handful of shell companies used by Ukrainian oligarchs to funnel payments for political lobbying work to Manafort's shell companies. Novarex secretly paid $4.19 million to Manafort's consulting operation on behalf of Yunikovych's party. Manafort was ultimately convicted of bank fraud and failure to report a foreign bank account and other crimes. At one of Manafort's trials, his former business partner, Rick Gates, revealed the person he understood to be behind Novarex, Kluyev, Yankovic's right-hand man. The help that JP Morgan provided Kluyev's company never came up during the trial. The FinCEN files showed that JP Morgan transmitted over 700 transactions over $230 million for Novarex from 2010 to 2015. Kluyev and Yankovic both ended up in exile in Russia. Both are wanted by Ukrainian authorities and U.S. sanctions that accuse them of embezzling public funds and subverting Ukrainian democracy. An investigation later found that a solar energy group linked to Kluyev's family named Active Solar made off with hundreds of millions of dollars that were purportedly loans from government-owned banks. Assets were funneled through networks of offshore companies, family members, and friends. The transactions continued at JP Morgan, despite the bank's promises to improve its money laundering controls as part of settlements it reached with United States authorities from 2011 through 2014. HSBC, Standard Charter, Bank of New York Mellon, and Deutsche Bank continued to wave through suspicious payments despite similar promises to government authorities, according to secret documents. JP Morgan moved more than $1 billion for fugitive financier behind Malaysia's 1MDB scandal, according to records, and more than $2 million for another young energy company accused of cheating Venezuela's government and causing crippling blackouts. The cache of suspicious activity, along with hundreds of spreadsheets filled with names, dates, and figures, pinpoint clientele in more than 170 countries and territories being involved in potentially illicit transactions. 
over 17,500 records from insiders and whistleblowers, court files, freedom of information requests, and other sources were obtained. Some of the secret records were requested as part of U.S. congressional investigations into Russian interference in the 2016 U.S. presidential election. They show banks blindly moving cash, failing to report transactions with all the clear indications of money laundering until many years after the fact, even doing business with clients entangled in financial fraud and public corruption scandals. However, authorities in the U.S. have ordered big banks to reform their practices and fined them hundreds of millions and even sometimes billions of dollars. They've also held threats of criminal charges against them as part of so-called deferred prosecution agreements. Big banks continue to play a central role in moving money tied to corruption, fraud, organized crime, and terrorism. Former senior U.S. Justice Department official and financial crimes prosecutor Paul Pelletier told the ICIJ, quote unquote, by utterly failing to prevent large scale corrupt transactions, financial institutions have abandoned their roles as frontline defenses against money laundering. He said banks know that they operate in a system that is largely toothless. Deutsche Bank, Standard Charter, JP Morgan, HSBC, and Bank of New York Mellon repeatedly violate their official promises of good behavior. In 2012, London-based HSBC signed a deferred prosecution deal and admitted it laundered $881 million for Latin American drug cartels. Narco-traffickers used specifically shaped boxes that fit through HSBC's teller windows to drop off massive amounts of drug money they were pushing through the financial system while bribing them at the same time. Under the deal with prosecutors, HSBC paid $1.9 billion and the government agreed to put criminal charges against the bank on hold and dismiss them after five years if HSBC kept its pledge to aggressively fight the flow of dirty money. Wow. During that five-year probationary period, HSBC continued to move money for questionable characters, including suspected Russian money launders and a Ponzi scheme under investigation in multiple countries. Yet the government allowed HSBC to announce in December 2017 that it had lived up to all of its commitments under its deferred prosecution pact and that prosecutors were dismissing the criminal charges for good. More than $30 million tied to WCM flowed through the bank in 2013 and 14 when HSBC was still under probation as part of its deferred prosecution deal with American authorities. WCM wasn't the only company tied to the criminal activity that moved money through HSBC during their five-year probation that came with the bank's $1.9 billion deferred prosecution deal. The bank's Hong Kong office, for example, processed over $900 million in transactions involving shell companies, LinkedIn court records, and media reports to alleged criminal networks. Estimates by the United Nations Office on Drugs and Crime indicates that $2.4 trillion in illicit funds are laundered each year, the equivalent of nearly 2.7% of all goods and services produced annually in the world. But the agency estimates that authorities detect less than 1% of the world's dirty money. New York regulators concluded in 2012 that Standard Chartered Bank schemed with the government of Iran for over a decade to push through $250 billion in secret transactions, reaping over hundreds of millions of dollars in fees, and leaving the United States financial system vulnerable to terrorists, 
weapons dealers, drug kingpins, and corrupt regimes. This cost Standard Charter nearly $670 million in penalties in the second half of 2012 as part of two deferred prosecution agreements. Despite its official pledges to stay away from suspected customers, Standard Charter processed over 2,000 transactions, totaling more than $24 million for Arab Bank customers between 2013 and 2014. Then in late September 2014, Standard Charter got another reason to back away from Arab Bank. In the lawsuit stemming from the 2003 Jerusalem bus bombing and other attacks, a jury in Brooklyn found Arab Bank liable for knowingly supporting terrorism by transmitting money disguised as charitable donations for the benefit of Hamas, the Palestinian militant group that the U.S. classifies as a terrorist organization. Arab Bank customers continued to funnel $12 million more through Standard Charter until February 2016, and Arab Bank then settled with nearly 600 victims and victims' relatives for an undisclosed amount. A lawsuit filed in December 2019 in federal court claims that employees of Standard Chartered Bank who objected to illegal transactions were not only threatened, but also harassed and fired. Julian Knight and Anshuman Chandra claim in the lawsuit that they were forced out of management jobs at the bank after it learned they had cooperated with an FBI probe into transfers of money that Standard Chartered had pushed through for U.S. sanctioned entities from Iran, Libya, Sudan, and Myanmar. Standard Charter, the suit claims, engaged in a highly sophisticated money laundering scheme, altering the names of parties subject to U.S. sanctions on transactions documents and creating a technological workaround that allowed illegal transactions to slip through United States Federal Reserve banks. Chandra, who worked at the bank's Dubai branch from 2011 to 2016, concluded that the sanctions busting helped bankroll terror attacks that killed and wounded soldiers serving in the U.S.-led coalition, as well as many innocent civilians. These banks are directly funding the deaths of United States soldiers and innocent civilians. The suit says the scheme allowed the bank to profit from the high premium that Iran and operatives were willing to pay to convert Iranian reals into United States dollars. JP Morgan scored over $500 million in revenue by serving as the chief banker to Bernie Madoff. JP Morgan had paid $88.3 million in 2011 to settle regulators' claims that it violated economic sanctions against Iran and other countries under U.S. embargoes. Treasury officials hit the bank with a cease and desist in 2013 that described systemic deficiencies in its anti-money laundering efforts, also stating that the bank had, quote-unquote, failed to identify significant volumes of suspicious activity. In January 2014, the bank paid $2.6 billion to United States agencies to settle investigations over its role in Madoff's Ponzi scheme. Posted profits of more than double that amount in just that quarter on its way to nearly $22 billion in yearly profits. Bernie Madoff, the creator of Payment for Order Flow, pled guilty and is serving a 150-year sentence in federal prison. After those actions, JP Morgan continued to move money for people involved in financial crimes, allegedly. Among them, Joe Lowe is a financer accused by authorities in many countries of being the mastermind behind an embezzlement scheme of more than $4.5 billion 
from a Malaysian Economic Development Fund mentioned earlier called 1MDB or One Malaysia Development Bearhead. He moved over $1.2 billion through JP Morgan from 2013 to 16. He was first outed by media reports in 2015 as a key figure in the 1MDB scandal, the so-called heist of the century. Singapore issued a warrant for his arrest in April 2016, and authorities in the US and Malaysia, the Bank of New York Mellon, JP Morgan Chase, and others have reported over 100 suspicious money transfers to and from companies linked to Lowe and the 1MDB scheme since 2013. They reported even more transactions after the US government sued Lowe in 2016, seeking to take his assets. In January 2017, JP Morgan flagged more than a dozen wire transfers from companies owned by Lowe for the acquisition of a stake in the Park Lane Hotel near Central Park in New York City. The same report identified over $30 million that were used to buy paintings by Vincent Van Gogh and Claude Monet. Real estate and art purchases appeared consistent with transactions that the Justice Department mentioned in the complaint. In 2016, Swiss authorities seized the artwork. United Nations reported this year that millions of Venezuelans have fled the country as JP Morgan has moved money for companies and people tied to corruption scandals that have helped create one of the world's worst humanitarian crises. One in three Venezuelans is starving. One of the Venezuelans who got help from JP Morgan was Alejandro Isturiz, a former government official who has been charged by US authorities as a major player in international money laundering. Prosecutors allege that Isturiz and others solicited bribes to rig government energy contracts. And the bank moved more than $63 million for companies linked to Isturiz and the money laundering scheme from 2012 through 2016. JP Morgan also provided banking services to Derwick Associates, an energy firm that won billions of dollars in no-bid contracts to repair the failing electricity grid in Venezuela. However, a 2018 analysis by the Venezuelan chapter of the nonprofit group Transparency International concluded that Derwick Associates failed to deliver the power capacity expected and overbilled the Venezuelan government by almost $3 billion. In 2018, U.S. Justice Department charged Derwick executive Francisco Convit Corsiega in a $1.2 billion bribery and money laundering scheme. Simeon Mogilevich has been described as the boss of bosses of Russia mafia groups. The FBI placed him on the top 10 most wanted list in 2009 and is still looking for him today. It is said that his criminal network was involved in weapons and drug trafficking, extortion, and contract murders. His signature method of neutralizing an enemy? The car bomb. The boss of bosses, Mogilevich, owned a company named ABSI. JP Morgan had plenty of reasons to, to examine ABSI years earlier, as they funneled over $1 billion in transactions between 2010 and 2015. ABSI operated as a shell company in Cyprus, which is a major money laundering center of the world, and was directing hundreds of millions through JP Morgan. Investigators believe that Mogilevich was behind many of the transactions. He is featured in World's Most Wanted, a Netflix documentary series that was released in August. ICIJ's investigation shows that Deutsche Bank, Standard Chartered, Bank of New York Mellon, HSBC, 
and JP Morgan continue moving cash for suspect people and companies in the wake of deferred prosecution agreements and other big money laundering enforcement actions. Four of those banks signed non-prosecution or deferred prosecution deals in the last 15 years relating to money laundering. The only bank of the five that hasn't has been Deutsche Bank. Instead, they reached a $258 million civil settlement in 2015 in response to a probe by U.S. and New York bank regulators that found that the bank moved billions of dollars for Iran, Libya, Syria, Burmese, and Sudan, and financial institutions and other entities sanctioned by the U.S. Leaked records show that Bank of New York Mellon moved over $1.3 billion between 1997 and 2016 tied to Oleg Deripaska, a Russian billion and oligarch, and a longtime ally of Russian President Vladimir Putin. Bank of New York Mellon was among the first to pay a large penalty to U.S. authorities for anti-money laundering failures. They paid $38 million and signed a non-prosecution agreement after a federal probe concluded it had allowed $7 billion in illicit Russian funds to funnel through its accounts. In essence, a tiny cost of doing business equivalent to less than 0.1% of the $7 billion flowing through their accounts. Russian billionaire Oleg Deripaska, a comrade of Putin, didn't have just Bank of New York Mellon helping him out. Over $11 billion in transactions between 2003 and 17 were funneled through Deutsche Bank from companies that he controlled. Odebrecht SA, a Latin American construction firm behind what U.S. prosecutors call the largest foreign bribery case in history, were aided by Deutsche Bank and Standard Charter, moving over $677 million from 2010 through 2016. And Deutsche Bank played a key role in transactions of over $560 million. Deutsche Bank declined to answer questions about its dealings, saying it was legally restricted from commenting on clients or transactions. The bank mentioned that it has acknowledged, quote unquote, past weaknesses and would say little more than, we are a different bank now. It seems members of the Russian mafia now have better moral guidance than big banks seeking record profits and all-time highs. At this point, banks have literal blood money on their hands. These tainted dollars are flowing freely through our financial system. With the stock market at all-time highs, global banks and shadow banks currently have $426 trillion in derivatives. The stock market bubble is completely unsustainable, and the laundering of money and over-leveraging that was once previously prevalent is being slowly chipped away since 2008, banks have kept more capital on hand, and recently, a lot of new regulations from the SEC and other regulatory bodies have increased the amount of money that they need to keep on hand, some as much as $1 trillion or more. But that still doesn't mean that they've got enough money to keep themselves afloat when their assets and the stock market start to lose value. A lot of investors have already left the stock market, and it seems like a lot more are still improperly invested. The collateralized debt obligation and mortgage-backed security issues we had in 2008 are currently 10 times worse than they ever were then. Housing prices fell 30% across the board and defaults skyrocketed. With the current real estate bubble we're seeing in the United States and China, 
it's going to be a global recession, unfortunately, especially with the current issues we're seeing with supply chain. Global banks have been making trillions of dollars in blood money through money laundering. And it's not something that can be sustained forever. Reform needs to occur. And most likely it'll happen when the next stock market collapse proves that banks are insanely overleveraged. And if you're not sure what it means, it means if you're properly hedged for what's to come, we're going to be fucking rich. Gonna be so goddamn rich. I think it's time to blow this thing. Get everybody the stuff together. Okay, three, two, one, let's go. Fucking rich. I want my fucking money. Griffin, I want my fucking money. Yo, motherfucker. Original, hey, aren't yelling, you? Cowboy. Give me the fucking money.